Welcome to this episode of 10 by 10, which is brought to you by the Department of Business and Innovation of Bucks County Community College, hosted by Dean Tracy Tilly. So today we have Brenda Seibert. She is an attorney that um, has many years of practice experience, both in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, and we're also lucky enough to have her here as one of our paralegal professors. Welcome, Brenda. Thanks so much for having me. Great. And so today we thought we'd talk a little bit about this notion of the legal concept of defamation. It's a big, fancy word, and they throw it around a lot, but what does it really, what does it mean? Is it something that we teach here in our paralegal program? Is it a legal concept that they need to know about? It is, Tracy. And frankly, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. Uh, Talking about defamation allows me to combine two of my absolute favorite things, making legal arguments and celebrity gossip. Oh, so let's dish. All right. (laughs) Um, So a lot of times people want to know what is defamation. And I'll let you in on a little secret. The right answer anytime anybody asks you a question about the law is it depends. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to defamation, it's really no different. And what it depends on is who is being defamed. Uh, When it comes to defamation, the law treats private people, like you and I, differently from public people, like celebrities. Okay, so just for somebody who isn't familiar with the term, what is it? Is it just telling lies about someone? Or is it just saying, oh, I don't I don't like your jacket or, you know, oh, you know, Tom Cruise is a crazy person. Well, that's a good question. Uh, When we're talking about defamation, we are talking about statements that are false and statements that are harmful to someone's reputation. Um, The statements also have to be published. Now, when you think of the word published, you might think of something written down, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, But when we talk about the term published, we mean mentioned or uttered to at least one other person. Oh, so if I just tell someone I know something, then that's considered published? Absolutely. Hmm. Um, But if you were to write it down in a note to yourself or if you kept a journal, that wouldn't be defamation. If you think about it, it makes sense because how can you harm someone's reputation if you haven't told anybody the harmful thing? That does make sense. So what's a good example that, um, you know, our listeners might identify with? Uh, Well, it's important to note that we have to have statements that are false, okay? Um, And the statement has to be actually harmful to someone's reputation. Uh, For example, I had a baby two years ago. You know that. Mm -hmm. Everyone I'm friends with on Facebook knows that. Right. All right. Right. (laughs) And really, anybody who says, how you doing, they know about that, too. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So to say Brenda Seibert had a baby really isn't harmful to my reputation. All right. right? But if we were talking about someone who was a nun for the past 10 years, and if we said that they had a baby two years ago, that might be harmful to their reputation. Okay. That probably would not be good to be a nun with a baby. (laughs) Uh, Not from what I've heard. (laughs) Um, However, if it turns out that this hypothetical nun did have a baby, then it's not defamation because the statement is true. Okay. Um, And it's also important to distinguish statements from opinions. Okay. So comedians, 
you know, every late ni- late night comedian says something not flattering about celebrities or even Jimmy Kimmel. They come on there and, you know, they read mean tweets. So people are writing, writing mean stuff about them all the time. Can they just sue all the people who are tweeting about them? It depends. <laughs> Um, And we really have to walk through all the elements. So we have to distinguish a statement from an opinion, okay? So if somebody says, I think Kristen Bell dresses bad, Mm -hmm. or I think uh, Katy Perry wears too much makeup, uh, those are opinions, not statements, and therefore not defamatory. Um, Likewise, the statement has to be absolutely harmful to the person's reputation. So if you said... I heard that Michael Vick doesn't recycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of hard to prove that that would be truly harmful to his reputation, which is pretty much as low as it can get these days. Right, right. I mean, the the one thing we can all agree on is that is dogfighting, basically. <laughs> right. Not a good thing. <laughs> True. I think it's safe to say that, you know, at this time in this country, we can all at least agree on that. Um, so saying something like that that um, Michael Vick uh, isn't very good at taking care of animals at this point probably isn't harmful to his reputation. Okay. Okay. Um, But if you said that about somebody who is very active in PETA, the Mm -hmm. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, then that would be harmful to their reputation. Okay. All right. So (coughs) any other interesting cases you can tell us about? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) Uh, Now, we talked about um, the difference between private figures and public figures. Uh, Now, if you're a celebrity, you have to go one step further in order to prove that you've been defamed. And what you have to show is, in addition to the false statement thing, the harmful to the reputation thing, that it was published, you have to show that the author acted with malice. And that means that they basically intentionally lied with the intention of hurting you. Okay. Um, So if they think it's true then that's not an intentional lie? That's a good question. Uh, If they think the statement is true, um, well, it really goes back to whether the statement is true or isn't true. Okay. So if they're right, no problem. Right. Uh, So actual malice, um, that's what celebrities have to prove, again, in addition to everything else. So that's one reason why you don't see a lot of these celebrities who probably could bring claims end up not bringing them because that malice part is a really high hurdle to clear. Okay. Uh, Now, we can't really have this conversation without talking about Taylor Swift. And uh, that's good for me because I'm such a big fan and it's kind of hard for me to have any conversation without talking about Taylor Swift. Uh, So here we go. Okay. All right. Uh, And this case was unusual because she was the one being sued for defamation originally. Uh, So here's what happened. Taylor Swift made a radio station appearance and takes a photo with this super creepy DJ who was the host of the radio show. So now you just called him super creepy. Is that your is that your opinion or are you defaming him? <laughs> it is 100% my opinion. <laughs> uh, and while they're taking a photo, he grabs her butt. And Taylor says to his boss, your employee grabbed my butt. Uh, And then the creepy DJ gets fired. All right. What he does then is he turns around and sues her for defamation. Okay. Hmm. He claims the statement was false 
that the alleged butt grabbing did not occur. Okay. Uh, it was pretty easy for him to prove it was harmful to his reputation. He got fired. Right. Uh, and it was definitely published because she told his boss. Hmm. All right. Uh, now, what Taylor did is she turned around and countersued him for battery. Okay. Oh. Now, when I say battery, sometimes people think of criminal battery. In the civil world, it's a little different. It's essentially uh, touching somebody in a way that's harmful without their consent. Mm-hmm. And I think we'd all agree butt grabbing. Yeah, butt grabbing is yeah. not a good thing. Yeah, nope. agreed. Yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, so here's what happened. She testified credibly at trial. And then the judge threw out the DJ's defamation case. The court proceeded with her battery case, and she won. Okay. Now, um, I just got to ask, I managed to get through this whole um, story about Taylor Swift without making any puns. So can I just go ahead and get it all done with now? Sure, you can be punny. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So here we go. Someone sued Taylor, alleging that she did something bad and hurt his reputation. Afterwards, there was some serious bad blood. Taylor didn't just shake it off, though, and the DJ wasn't out of the woods. He wasn't ready for it. And at the end of the day, he's the one who got in trouble. Impressive. You know a lot about Taylor Swift, my friend. <laughs> a lot. So we're just about out of time. And I think um, maybe we can just kind of wrap up what we've talked about today. And it really was a great illustration of one of those legal principles that here at Bucks that we teach our paralegal students in a very practical way that they can identify with. So if you just stood up and lectured about the legal nature of defamation, everybody would be asleep in five minutes, right? Including me. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) so when you take it and you put it in the context of celebrity gossip, it makes it a lot more real world for the students and they're, they're much more apt to remember it. I think so too. Yeah, I think that's a great skill. And that's something that, you know, all of the faculty in the business and innovation department really exhibit. They try to bring that real world element and put it in terms that students can really identify with so that they can remember this stuff just organically. They don't have to study and memorize it. They just automatically remember it. So I think that was a great example of that. And thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. This concludes this episode of 10 by 10. We invite you to listen and share our other episodes. 